Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the Fantasy Podcast, episode 39. I'm your host, Peter, joined again this week by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, guys? Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Fantastic. Cheers for asking. Gunnar? Yep, doing very well. Thank you. You know, smucks that, because that's the new part of the intro, to be asking how Peter is. <laughs> right, we'll kick off the topic. Half hour Fantasy Cup, the third round was this weekend, so... Gunnar, how do you go on? Yeah, so I've posted the scores on Twitter, and as you might have seen, I'm out the cup. Uh, 10 points. Big Jono, uh, he got 10 points over me there. It was 58. I only got 50, uh, 48. Um, I'm, good. I'm in good company, though. Uh, if I see that right, that's all content creators. Fantasy Scotland content that creators out of our cup. That was my next beef point in bracket. For all the guys who do all the podcasts, who think they're what they're about on the Elite or the Titans League, everyone is out. None has made the quarterfinals. That's over three different podcasts or four different podcasts and about 10 guys in that league. There you go. The magic of the cup. Always next year, but guys. <laughs> so, like Gunnar said, he has updated the scores are online. The bracket should be up tonight. Do it tomorrow yeah, morning tonight? Yeah, coming online tonight. Right. So, that'll be able to see. The 32 is a left. How's it going on? Obviously, another two weeks break to the next round. So, plenty of time to get transfers in or what they want to do into that round. So, anyway, we'll go to the league. There is no change in the top three. But, Gunnar, you have made a wee bit of ground on the top two, I see. A bit of points added up to them. You made the low score, you're the best score in the top three. You have to see now here. Uh, what is it? Nine points to second. So, yeah, I'll probably. Probably managed managed to catch Robbie there, but uh, Wolfstone Tony McClenny, he's he's too far ahead. I'd, I'd say. Think so. Yeah. Well, to me, it's sixty points. Uh, similar teams, and only what is it four or five game weeks four left? Four games so, left. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow! So many enemies. That was a lovely app advert flashing up there. I can't turn the sound off on it. I always flashes up the sound. I'm not total nonsense, but you can get mute me. I always flashes up sound. Anyway. The best score in the league this week was, again, Tom likes his name, Ayari Bastard. He's the 35th. He's 63 points. Tom giggles at that name every time. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've said that in a few times. I think I have quite a few high weekly scores. Say that a few times since his name, haven't we? Aye. I'm sure we have. Right, anyway, the average was 33. The host was 49 for me. Tom, 37. Gurr, 48. So talk us through our points. We'll start with you, Tom. Um, so, points-wise... I had Sigrist in goals, got me seven points, Barisic one point, Reynolds seven points, McMahon two, and Goldson two. 
Midfield, Callahan got me two. Captain Forrest got me 12. McGrath got me nothing. And Roberts got me one. Up front, Morelos two. And vice-captain Lafferty, one point. Rick Gunnar, your score? Yeah, similar enough team to Tom there. Seagrist and goal for seven. Barisic, one point. Goldson, two. Holbin, the clean sheet for seven points. Kenny got me 10 points. Forrest, six points. Callahan, two. Nothing from McGrath. Uh, Morelos, two points. Vice-captain Lafferty, just the one. And captain Edward, 10 points. Okay. And I had 49 points. Seagrist and goal for seven. I'd like to point out as well that Lewis on the bench for seven. So our, our top two goalie picks, both returned clean sheets first week. Good shout. Barisic, one. Goldson, two. Sporler, one. Callahan, two. Forrest, six. Turnbull, eight. And my last-minute change, Elanusi, 16. I took out McGrath when I seen the team sheet and brought Elanusi. That was a shrewd move. When I seen the team, so well done, well done, me. Cut the back. Up front, Shanklin Morales, Lafferty, two points apiece, and nothing on the bench. So let's go through to the fixtures then. First up, Celtic six, Livingston nil. This is going to sound like one of the Rangers results normally, but the name's getting read out here. But <laughs> Forest goal, Turnbull goal, Fitzwater on goal, Elanusi two goals, Christie goal, Edward assist, Elanusi assist, Kenny assist, Ayer assist, and a clean sheet for Celtic, Tom. Yep, so Elanusi is probably the standout of the game. Two goals and one assist. He's only actually started the last three games. He went through a long spell of just coming on off the bench. In this particular game, six shots, four of which were on target. By far the, the most out of any player on the pitch. Uh, looking at the defence, we've got a couple of defenders getting assists there in the form of Kenny and Ayer. Uh, they've had three clean sheets out of the last five. Uh, but the uh, word of Warren, Celtic do face Aberdeen and Rangers in the next two rounds. Uh, game week, sorry. Um, and I do feel Livingston was probably the, the easiest opposition out of the top six that they could have faced. Um, so, don't want to be negative, Nancy, but it's probably probably not going to get another 6-0 for a while. Um, it was just an assist for Edward. And I felt, given his price and stuff, he probably should be getting a bit more. If I wanted just an assist, I'd maybe just get Billy Mackay in at half the price. And just towards the end there, I, I kind of laugh when Ambrose passed the ball to Christie for the sixth goal. Back in the day, he used to play for, for Celtic, obviously. I think he kind of was reminiscing for a while there and lost track of the game. But uh, no, nah, decent performance for Celtic. Happy with that. Good our thoughts on the game. Yeah, in my notes, similar to what John, uh, what John, what Tom said there. That's a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edward, he was too quiet for me for his price tag, like Tom said there. In a game with six goals, he's only getting an assist. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that Livy got a draw here in that game as well. And uh, if I'm correct, I think that's Celtic's biggest win of the season. You said it uh, leading into the game there. That usually we get these kind of scores from Rangers. So good of Celtic picking up some form, you know, towards the end of the season. Uh, and what can you do if Elionisi is in this kind of form? Uh, I just had a little play around there in my squad and you guys convinced me to go with Lewis as my second goal as well. If I hadn't done that, I could afford the, the like I, I would have the money to do McGrath to Elionisi. But then I did the mistake in my head. I already have three Celtic players, so I, I would have to transfer one of them out anyway. So yeah, Elionisi, great transfer in for you there, Peter. Thank you. Thoughts of the game, yep. Celtic went back to the 
the 4-2-3-1 formation that served them well, I think not even last year, the COVID year before, is that right Tom, we'll go back, it's a fair bit about it, but 18 months ago we were going with this formation, mm-hmm. and it obviously suits Celerous at a T, and if they're going to go this formation forward, I'm not too sure actually for this weekend, mind you, because I think this is a formation that Rangers, as I believe, sets up well against, but I think going forward, league wise, they're going to go this in the forest right if he's fit. Elnissy left and Turnbull in the number 10 role. Fantasy wise, that's my face of the players going forward. I don't, I don't see me changing that because I think, as you said, like Edward, assist wise, just as much chance to get an assist with the three guys behind him. And maybe not, maybe Forrest isn't as much cheaper, but the other two are in comparison. Mm-hmm. What's uh, the story what, with Forrest? Is he, is he injured or is he? He said he, he, felt, he felt a bit. A tightness in his hamstring, I believe that was what he said. So it was precautionary, he's just back. Right. Cup games moved to Sunday, so if he's gave play, it's another day of rest. If we're looking for the fantasy points wise, it's another it's two weeks again. Yeah. So but it, if he's not playing Sunday for the cup, you'd imagine the time we get back to league form, it's another three weeks down the line, he should be fine, unless it's a worse injury than we thought. In Lawson, I think the roses off the bloom with Martindale just recently. Need to see something different this summer, I think, because he's rode that wave with the new manager bounce, and now it seems to be like they're returning back to the norm. If not actually looking a bit worse off than they were at the start. Mm-hmm. Right, next up, Hamilton nil, Dundee had one, McNulty goal, and Fuchs assist. Gunnar. Big mistake by the keeper for the United goal there, Jando Fuchs. I highlighted him before the break uh, on the podcast. Like not not a good fantasy option, I don't think. But like the role he plays for United, he's so important. He got he got the one touch pass there to McNulty to lay that up. Uh, Spurle, uh, from what I seen in the in the app that I use, um, United they were playing in like four one two one two diamond shape. Spurle in the ten, and the the three up front they were all interchanging positions, and he didn't look bad. But like there w- there was a scene with like uh, like a chance for Callahan. With Spurla, he doesn't really go up for to win his header on the edge of the box, and then it, it drops to Callahan, and he was shortly subbed after. Like, I don't think it's like they didn't sub him because he's like bad, but at the time, uh, Hamilton, they were just like getting back into the game and, and like testing the keeper. But it, it's still annoying. He didn't last the three three minutes longer to get his clean sheet, and we've seen that so often this season. So. Yeah, uh, with Spurly, I, I think once he gets like maybe on the score sheet or if he gets an attack and return, we might see him last a wee bit longer. Uh, but for me, is one of those where I most of the time I'll probably bench him because I'm not going to double up with Segrist and Spurly every every week. I'll bench him and then through the bench trick, hopefully get a few points uh, through him. But uh, yeah, that's me. Okay, Tom. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I agree with Gunnar. Terrible from the goalkeeper. It wasn't our uh, top 10 goalkeeper, Fulton. It was actually Gourley. Um, so, had a bit of a shocker there. Speaking of the Hamilton defence, Scott McMahon, I thought, had a decent game, despite being on the losing side. He had a couple of shots on target and made a huge six key passes. And Callahan had an off day as well. He, he missed two big chances in the game. Uh, United stood strong, kept the clean sheet, despite Hamilton having 27 shots. Uh, they were really unlucky not to get something in the game, I felt. So, as a result of that, I'm not going to be determined, deterred from uh, Hamilton assets. I own McMahon and Callaghan. 
And I think they're probably the best picks of the bunch, given by the stats that we've seen in this game and obviously previous performances as well. But uh, the result, I suppose, reinforces our investment in Segrist and, well, probably not spoiler because he came off at 57 minutes, so didn't bag the clean sheet points. Um, but if you maybe went for Reynolds or someone like that, then you may be better off there. Um, but uh, no, have that. That's me. We're all just looking for that spoilerless fairy tale, isn't it? Because you know he's out of position. We're like, we all jump for him. Hope he does the does the, the, the clean sheet and an assist in one game. We all can go, yeah, we're on top. But it's more likely what Gunnar says. You're best using the bench trick and hope for this one out of three or four, five games he does do that haul because of where he's playing and it comes back. But and your point with Ham on top. Sorry, go on, you go. It's this thing with Spurler. Like you look at you look at the lineup, and I think he played in the front three before the break, and then in the cup game as well, he played in the front three uh, with McNulty and, and Shankland, and then this game as well. So the lineup comes out. You see your two point five million defender, whatever he is, like playing in the ten. Like what more do you want? It's just it's <laughs> the three minutes. Your hands together a lot. <laughs> exactly. So if he'd lasted three more minutes, we probably spoke like we'd be speaking about him differently now. You know. That's true. Uh, and with Hamill, what Tom says, I think Hamill still, to me, look decent. Uh, they're in a fight. Got four games left. I, I've got a Callahan as well. I, I think I'm going to still stick with him. I think, I think it might come good. Maybe one, I, I don't expect it every game because also they're at Hamill for a reason. But I think in the one of the four games, Hamill will go daft one of these games and get big time returns, whether you give it on at the right time or not. Next up, a relegation dogfight game. Kelly, Kilmarnock, Kelly, Kilmarnock, Kelly versus Ross County, two each. Buck, go, Pinnock, go, Garden, go, Lacovetti, go, Mackay and Vigors assist for Ross County. Tom? I was just going to say about the Dundee United game that we probably kind of cited Dundee United is probably the best team to invest in, particularly in the defence in the bottom half of the, the table. So Hamilton have got that fixture out of the way now, so it's probably maybe easier fixtures on the, on the horizon. But... Uh, Going over to the, the Killy Ross County game. Um Burke Volley, great goal to open up the scoring. Uh, it took me back to the, the start of the season when Burke was in fine form. Uh, reminisced on that. Gardine uh, equalized soon after. That was his first goal in two years. Uh, then Pinnock, who is maybe the possible differential option for people. He's had two goals in the last two. I thought he had a decent game. Looked good. Um, and then Yakaviti, that's his first league goal for, for Ross County. So Given what we know about the, the Ross County players, I don't think we should be piling on, except maybe Billy Mackay, because he managed to get the assist to add to his run of returns. He's been in decent form. I think we said in the last pod, five goals and five or something like that. Um, the only downside to that is Ross County, the play St. Mirren and Dundee United next. The defences are a bit more formidable than Kilmarnock, so I'd maybe hold for now and, and wait till the, they get those two fixtures out of the way before we start looking at Ross County players again. Um, okay. Good enough. Yeah, Burke's goal, you know, that took me back to the last podcast we recorded when I suggested him as my fourth <laughs> or fifth midfielder. <laughs> uh, and, and, <laughs> I mean, at least he didn't set up Lafferty, you know, because that, that would have then been exactly what I predicted. But yeah, he got his goal early on. Uh, well done him. Another thing in my notes, like both goalkeepers, it's just terrible. Laidlaw, Doyle, uh, don't get them in your fantasy team. 
And Lafferty then, the, the yellow card in the end, that was just the, the icing on the cake. Uh, my vice captain this week. And uh, I think he scored in a cup as well just a weekend before. And uh, yeah, blank from him. Yep, Davies both there. And next up, Motherwell won St. Mernil. Devante Cole goal, clean sheet. And McGrath missed penalty. So it's just a tale of... I took McGrath out just because he'll announce it and it worked out with me. But we're all talking about Devante Cole last week. There's quite a few names here like that. Cole and Nisbet later on, we would say we'll keep these guys out because they've got better potential. And it's also Sod's Law. The ones you don't pick is the ones that return on a day. So, Tom, watch the game. Yeah, so probably the most standout moment of the game was the handball from, from Crawford in the box, which shouldn't have been a penalty. And that would have been an uh, opportunity for McGrath to, to step up and take the penalty. Um they eventually did get a penalty when O'Donnell brought down Connolly in the box and that would have been the, the second pen unfortunately uh, Liam Kelly actually saved it wasn't the best penalty from McGrath but there you go on a better day maybe could have had a couple of goals uh, Devante Cole four goals in four games now from Motherwell and we've, I think we've, we've previously talked about Campbell He, him and Long both missed a couple of big chances but unlucky from St. Mern I think on a, on a on a better day, they probably could have took something from that game. So, Motherwell got a little bit jammy there, I thought. But that's football. Gunnar? Yeah, like Tom said, the penalty that they weren't given for a handball and then the penalty that was given, I've seen it back just before we came on and there's hardly any contact. Uh, I've seen something of uh, Goodwin. He wanted uh, to call out everyone diving so he can start with his own player first. Um Motherwell only had 36% possession, but other than that, it was pretty evenly matched, pretty even. Uh, like, with Motherwell, 12 shots. Samir had 16 shots. Corners as well matched. Uh, so, 1-0, fair result. And Devante Cole, that stings a little bit because he was in my team for quite a while before I like transferred him out for Lafferty on the wildcard now. Okay. Next up, St. Johnson, nil. Aberdeen, well, another old favourite. Johnny Hayes, goal, clean sheet, Aberdeen. Gunner. Yeah, so I watched the highlights on YouTube. There wasn't one first half highlight from Aberdeen in there. There was two <laughs> shots, or two chances uh, for St. Johnson that they showed. And then it uh, continued with Johnny Hayes' goal that was scored early on in the second half. Uh, that's exactly what I have here as well. Like first, first half, Aberdeen, they were playing like a flat, wide 4 4 2. And it's just like loads of, loads of space between their players. And too easy to pass forward for St. Johnson. Uh, second half changed a little bit, and I think St. Johnson will probably feel like they could have had more from this game, at least get a draw, maybe even a win. Rooney, uh, he's hit the post. We spoke about him on the wildcard as well as being an option. Uh, overall, I, I think St. Johnson will probably feel hard done by this result. Tom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Kane missed a big chance early on. And I thought St. Johnston looked the better team at the start of the game. Later on, Fraser Hornby, he missed a big chance from a um, Niall McGinn cross. And then Johnny Hayes obviously got the goal. Fraser Hornby again got another decent chance when he headed into the side netting. And after that, Sean Rooney hit the post. It's probably typical of an Aberdeen game. Low scoring. And Aberdeen walk away with the clean sheet. But there's maybe a little bit of luck in there as well. St. Johnston, I think we're probably going to see more performances like this, or maybe potentially worse 
They've got Rangers, Hibs and Selick in the next three before ending the season against Livingston. So much like the Ross County advice, I'd probably avoid St. Johnston players for, for now. Just a thought point in Aberdeen. It seems to be like they're having some sort of a terrible season, but they're still really, really solid at the back. As if it's like ingrained in them, they can't not be good defensively to a point. And I think that bodes well for the... Is it Glass coming next week? Stephen Glass? For the Cup game, I'm sure, this weekend. That's mm-hmm. taking charge. That's another chap, chap manager player favourite there. He's in most teams in that as well. Uh, so he's got a good... To me, he's got a good foundation to build on if he can get them going forward, attacking-wise. I suppose it's now we've got two weeks. I haven't got through. We've got two weeks to kind of look and see how they might look different going forward. And they're also bringing in the, the England... Trading coach, is that right? He's part of, he's, he's joined the part Aye, of okay. stuff. So that's mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty decent. I don't know if he's coming out. I would need to find out if that's happening now or just after the Euros, whatever. But he's he's joining the coaching team. So it's interesting going forward. They've got a good backline to build on. I don't think they're far away from being a pretty decent team again, Aberdeen, to be quite honest. And last up, Rangers two, Hibs one. Rebo goal, Kent goal, Roof and Davis assist, Nisbet goal, McGinn assist. Just like to point out that that Nisbet goal with three minutes to go got somebody through in the cup. They were out or they were drawn until that goal in. So the guy knows who he is. That goal three minutes to go got him through in the next round of the cup. So there you go. The luck in the small margins and inches, inches in the cup. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, right, Tom. Rangers two, that was one. Uh, yep, so early on, um, Rangers had the ball in the back of the net, but Roof was called offside. It would have been a Morales assist, and it clearly was the correct decision when you look back at the highlights. Um, Hibbs had re- three really good chances in the first half. Boyle, Nisbet and Handlin all shot, and it was just inches wide of the post. Uh, eventually, Kent got Rangers' second goal. Uh, no, first goal. Second goal? Second. Second goal, sorry, from outside the, the box. So, good for him. Uh, Rangers clean sheet wipe out by Nisbet and I think we were saying previous podcast we are talking about Boyle when Nisbet's in the starting 11 it really does hamper his chances of, of points because he's then pushed back into midfield and it was the same old story Nisbet goal and Boyle walks away with nothing this week so probably best to, to avoid Boyle for now um, wasn't the best performance by Rangers but the, they got the job done you could argue it probably could have been 2-2. Hibbs got a goal chalked off due to a supposed foul. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like Hibbs are probably the most likely team to, to give Rangers a game post-split. So now that Rangers have got that out of the way, they're, they're free to maybe get some bigger score lines. And that's it about me. That's it. Okay, going over you. Yeah, that Nisbet. Well, just the, the on Nisbet and Boyle. I still like Boyle as an option. I haven't watched the highlights. Uh, I think he's still involved. Even for Nisbet's goal, it's Boyle waiting on the back post there. Uh, he's on set pieces, so like Boyle takes a corner and you get Handling heading it in. That's, that's still a, an attacking return from someone there. So I, I don't mind holding Boyle uh, for a bit longer. Livians and Johnson the next two games for Hibs. So I'll, I'll, I think I'll stick with him. Then the foul on Helander. How was that a foul? Like he's got two arms around Porteous. He realizes he lost him, and then then he dies, and he, like the goal is chalked off. 
and for Nisbet's goal as well, I think the Rangers defense is switched off a little bit. Haji, he didn't block the cross. And then Helander, he's caught in no man's land. Uh, and Goldson, he's too far away or a bit late as well uh, to do anything. Decent for them. Still, Rangers keep on winning. Okay, so before we move on, just two quick questions for you, right? Third in the league, Hibs or Aberdeen? Gunnar? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, put me on the spot. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hips. Tom, yeah, hips. Okay. Now the bottom relegation zone. It seems a bit more clear daylight. Mother Hill's pretty much clear. So it's between now. I would say Kilmarnock, Ross County, and Hamilton. So who's finishing bottom? Who's in the playoff spot? Tom. Ross County bottom. Kilmarnock in the playoff spot. That's a lot of faith in Hamilton. Gunnar. Uh, oh, I'm going to say Hamilton bottom and Ross County in the playoffs. I just have my two pence off. I think it'll be Ross County bottom and Hamilton playoff at all. I think Kilmarnock will get themselves out there. Pretty much I think on Kel Lafferty's back in the last couple of games, I think they'll be enough to get themselves out. <laughs> right, so predictions ends. As I stood last week, it was 43 for me, 29 Tom, 44 Gura. I had a good week, just to let you know. Where is it? Yeah, so Celtic, Livingston, we all had wins, but none of them had the right score of, so one point each. St. Johnson, Aberdeen, I had 1 0 Aberdeen, free for me. You said 0 0 1 each, respectively, so nothing there. And I had 2 1 Rangers for three points. Tommy, the draw. Gunnar, you 2 1 as well for three points. So it stands now, we are at Peter 50, Tom 31, and Gunnar 48. Right, there's no fixtures this week. So no vice-captains or transfers to talk about. There's no point until another week's couple of weeks' time. So we'll go to Twitter for questions. We had a question from Har- Harvey Busby. Who are your top captain picks for this week? So I reply back to him, obviously. There is no game weeks for two weeks, so we'll discuss that down the line. There's no point. There's too much so much in there. Injuries, suspensions, whatever. There's no point even talking about it in form until then. Next up is Ewan White. Ewan RFC 83. Ross County, Fanny. Is it worth keeping Sporrell given he's not getting past the hour mark? Leave on the best hope he's a high-scoring player. So, good. Are you calling the sailor on? So, no I leave him. Leave him on the bench uh, and hope he's the highest score again. Like th- three minutes, and uh, we wouldn't have this conversation. Probably you, you'd be happy. This two and a half million player g- gets you the seven points for a clean sheet. So. As a bench option, again, I don't. Most weeks I probably won't double up with Seacrest uh, and Spurley in defense uh, and have Spurley just sitting on the bench. Uh, and if he does make it past the hour mark, see, see if it's nil nil and he does make it past the hour mark, gets subbed on 61 and then United concede, we're all laughing, you know. So, like, he, he'll stay in my team, I think. Tom, thoughts? Depends on the team. Because he eats up one of your Dundee United defender slots. And with myself, Alan, Seagrest, Reynolds, and Shankland. Hmm. If I didn't own Shankland, I would have the triple up. But instead of having Shankland, I'd have Spall. And I'd stick him on my bench and I'd start the other two when I seen fit. Um, so if, if he's only getting one point week in, week out, I'd maybe consider ditching, especially if he wants to get Shankland in but maybe he doesn't because Shankland didn't get as any points this week so perhaps not um, so it depends I think it's team dependent and depends what your plans are surrounding Dundee United 
Yeah. So you, here we go. If you've got three players, obviously it's a different scenario. I've only got the two, so I'm quite happy just to bench him and see what happens. That's the answer. Anything else you might discuss Scottish game wise for move on? Nothing. Both shaking their heads. I'll take that as I know. Move on then. So in the FPL chat, the top three there is well, that's not FPL, Peter, that's football manager. FPL League. <laughs> there is no change at the top. The top three is still Guna, Los Pimentores, second is Picnic George, Daniel and third is myself, Peter Smith. And the highest score of the week came at a good time, Gunnar, I suppose. 77 points yourself on a wild card just to strengthen that lead. So the average this week was 41 points. I had 49, but I took a minus four, so it's 45. Tom used 47. Gunnar used 77. So I will go first because I had the lowest points. So Sanchez and goals, clean sheet for last night. I liked that. Rudiger, Azclapeta, two goals each. Bit annoying watching the game. We're on Christopher Alton, one shot and goal scored. So that's football. Creswell took off, so no points on him. Alexander Arnold was my hit, four point hit, so that came back 11 points back, so that worked. It was for Tierney anyway, so I wouldn't have got anything back. Don't say that, Tom. That'd have been Dallas, and I don't want to go down that road, never mind. <laughs> Lingard, 14 points. Fernandez, Rafinha, two each. Jota, Captain Blank for four. Banters for four before he took off, and a Kane Blank, two. And on the bench, this is where it gets scary. Martinez, four. Didn't matter, keeper got more I had played. Watkins for eight points, and Dallas for 17. So, Tom, your points. Um, I also had Shan- Sanchez in goals for, for six points. Backline was really good, two points. Cresswell again, uh, zero points. Stones, one point. And Dunk, eight points. Yota captain, got me four. Fernandez got me two. Lingard, 14. Sun, seven. Gundogan, one. And up front, I had Kane for two points. Gunnar, okay. take us through your score. Yeah, Mendy and Rudiger for two points each. Trent for 11. Holding got me eight points. Captain Salah, 14. Son got me seven. Lingard, 14 as well. Then Jota and Fernandez, two points each. Kane got me two points as well. And Ihenacho for 13 points. And I have a clean sheet, six points from Cody on the bench still. But I wouldn't have started him over any of my players anyway. So it is what it is. Okay, protect yourself and move on. As it stood, it was 38 Peter, Tom 26, Gunnar 26. And I'm not very good here, to be honest. We'll move on. We had full Wolves game. Gunnar, you got the right result to one. Me and Tom went for 1 0 Fulham and 2 each, so nothing there. West Ham, Leicester, I went 2 1 West Ham. The point there, I used to went for a draw and I won for Leicester, so nothing there. And Spurs and Man United, I went 2 each. Tom, you went 3 1, you get the full three points. And Gunnar, you went 2 1. So as it stands, 39 Peter, Tom 29, Gunnar 28. So, fixes this week. It's a, a game week's quite a, it's quite a long one. It starts on the Friday and finishes the next Thursday, so it's going to be over a two-week one. But anyway, I'll ask you now. Everton Spurs. I've went 2-1 Spurs, Tom. 3-0 Spurs. Yeah, you can back fighting after that last result. That's right. I just think Everton's rubbish. Combination of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kira? 2-1 Spurs. And uh, Wolves, Sheffield United. I went 1 0 Wolves. Tom? 2 0 Wolves. Gunnar? 2 0 Wolves, yeah. And last up, Arsenal and Fulham. And I went 1 0 Fulham. Tom? 2 1 Arsenal. Gunnar? 
2-0 Arsenal. Okay, over the topic, Tom, you have questions to ask me and Gurr, so I'll let you come in and take it away. Okay, so our first question is, with five goals in his last six games for Arsenal, have we missed a trick with Lacazette? If so, do you plan to get him in? Given his differential status, he's only owned by 7.2%. I'll go with you first, Peter. Right, and a short answer, no. <laughs> I'm this week I'm going to be taking a Spurs asset in. Probably, son. In fact, it's 99%. So I know what bonds for the rest of the season. And I believe Arsenal's fixtures after next week against film, the change again. We've got Everton. They're back to Newcastle. That's not too bad. No, actually, I'm telling lies. That's actually not bad. West Brom. I've jumped the gun here. Chelsea away. It's <laughs> the Palace away. Well, I may have to change my mind then, actually, because that's a better than I thought it was. But, like I said there, I'm going to be taking Son in this week. And I'm going to play, we, said, we talked about it last week, I'm going to try to play the game week to week. So I have got a front three is Watkins, Kane, who will not be moving, and Bamford. Now, Watkins fixtures differentiate and go back and forth as well. So it depends week to week who I think. Right now, everybody's on that. Is it Ian Actual would be the one you jump to? I can, I can get to Lacazette. I've got enough money I can get to Lacazette, but I don't know if I trust Arsenal. And then I don't know though you said it's at five and six. If I, if I went to London and I missed the bandwagon, I'd jump. I just feel a jump now would be a would be a blank. I'm quite happy if you've got a front. Banford, I think, Leeds showed last week there. It doesn't matter who they play. They can turn up. Good third option, go to a striker on the bench. They can all, they always, I mean, who, who would have thought they beat Man City? Nobody predicted that at all, so... Mm-hmm. I'm happy to stick with him now, unless he starts unless he starts scoring for fun and he can't make no, but I just don't trust Arsenal. I don't trust Arsenal as it's for the start of this, so I ain't minding to change on that. Yeah. yeah, so like my overarching feeling is similar. I don't trust Arsenal. I started holding this week because I was like, if I don't start him against Sheffield United, then I'm never going to start him. Uh, but I don't think uh, I have the money to stretch to Lacazette. So when I played the wild card, I went from like three playing strikers to, to a front two with Kane, who's probably not going to move. And then the other one is Ian Nacho. It's like a 3 million difference to go to Lacazette. And I don't see the Saka. I see he's, he's with Tierney out now. He's playing in the defense. You got Obama Young coming back probably next, next game week as well. Uh, and I would have to shuffle the team around quite heavily. To, to get Lacazette involved and well I've just played the wild card so I don't see it okay I was quite surprised that I think yes we have missed a trick with, with Lacazette oh I can even I can even missed it I just think I think we're too late saying, now too late too late I've been, been clever a couple weeks ago you might be alright and you've been laughing but I think now that I don't think Arsenal can keep that form up and I don't I like Lacazette he's a good player I just think Arsenal will keep that form up even though the fixtures look good there's no guarantee they'll win the fixtures they'll go out and Beat one nil or draw nothing, nothing with a team they should beat. <laughs> Just Arsenal. Mm-hmm. The next four games Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom. How do we look at the stats? Uh, he's second top for big chances total among strikers with five. That's in joint position with Iniacho. Uh, top spot is actually Dominic Calvert Lewin, which I was surprised at that with six. Um, and only Iniacho has outscored them in that time over the last four game weeks, so um, potential there. What's your thoughts, Tom? Would you interest in him? 
if I if I'd wild carded, I would I would have probably brought him in. I would have got rid of Bamford and had a front of Nacho, Kane, and Lacazette. I would if I didn't if, if I already owned Nacho, then I would. I would. That's your him. next move, right? Okay. Yeah, but I don't own Nacho, so I have to get him in after his recent form. So yeah, and he's a bit cheaper as well. So just a bit. Um, <laughs> next question then: Has the wheels fallen off the Chelsea defence bandwagon? And do you think we should be considering some of their attackers? Gonna vote you first this time. So it's, it's a two-part question. Uh, I don't think the the wheels have fallen off uh, until Benteke scored. Crystal Palace didn't have a shot on target. Uh, I think it was pretty much the only shot on target as well. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to triple up. Uh, I think you, Tom, said it when I was considering three Chelsea defenders or like the, the goalie and the two defenders. What if one of the midfielders starts scoring for fun? For me, well, it's between Havertz, Pulisic and Mount. I just can't put my finger on uh, who I would go for. Like, how long is Werner going to be benched? He he was probably a bit overplayed, but I would reckon he, he comes back into the uh, team sooner rather than later. Does that change then Havertz's position? Uh does Mount maybe or Pulisic do, do they drop out out of the team as well if Werner comes back? Um, like I would like one of the midfielders given their form, but I can't put my finger on who. Uh, but I, I don't think um, we've missed a trick with Chelsea defense. I think this is still valid going for them, and I'm, I'm basically I'm waiting for it um, to be a bit more clear who who the main man is there in in midfield, who to go for. Because they, I don't want to get in the, the situation where you you go for one and then the other one uh, g- gets into form and then you're sideways moving and wasting your free transfer there. Like uh, say. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah. What about you, Peter, then? I agree with you 100%. I don't think the defence is off. It was really annoying. I watched the match of the highlights on Sunday morning. There was, I didn't... I didn't know they'd one shot a goal till I watched the game and I was kind of watching it later and really annoyed going, that's the only shot of the goal and that's what caused me two clean sheets. I think it looks solid. I think the biggest hard thing with Chelsea is finding the the correct one they're always going to play every week. I mean, I don't know, Rudiger as well had a brilliant shot just just by the posting or just to see. Oh, you had a good chance, yeah. So I, I like the defence. I think they're going to be solid. I think we said last week after they get beat, he would have let them hit them up and play really, like, rallied, really kind of fired up. And they were fired up. They, they played well. I'm just thinking now, Azkipalet, Azki, I kind of still know that name, Azkipalet, Keta, what his name is. He's quite... Azpi. Azzy. That's Chelsea guys we like to call. <laughs> He's quite pricey, so if I see the next two weeks, it isn't happening, I can always come off him because I'm quite sure I can go anywhere else. For, for other options, I like Mason Mount. I think he's the one I would go for if I if I had to. But like Gunnar already said, there's nobody nailed rotational Werners. We come back in, we'll drop out. Pulisic, I think's twenty prone. Do you see again he was limping after his goal? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, he's got a goal and he's he's already looking like he's he's done in. So if you force me to pick a midfielder, we mount. But as again, I was thinking to you last week, week before, I'm quite happy with the midfielder built up, and I'm I don't see what I get ready to bring in mount. And, and then the price-wise would be Rafinha at him. And I, again, 
nah, to be definitely not nailed on, not for me. Cool. I agree with you guys as well. Yep. Palace scored with, it was actually the only shot of the game, not even a shot on target. It was the only shot of the entire game. And they scored. <laughs> uh, sorry. And the week before that, obviously, there was lots of rotation. You had the likes of Rudiger, uh, Christensen, they were benched against West Brom. I, I do think we should be considering their attack, at least considering Havertz is playing up front, so he's out of position. Uh, over the last four games, he's joint top for shots on target amongst midfielders. He shares the top spot with Lingard, and we all rate him, we all own him. Messi Lingard. And we've, he's also joint top for big chances total amongst mids, and he's joint second for attempts in the box. Chelsea's next uh, fixtures against Brighton. Following that, they've got West Ham, who aren't that great defensively. They've been very good attacking-wise, but not great defensively. And then Fulham. So I think Havertz is maybe a decent choice if you don't have anything else pressing in your team. And then the last question is... Oh, wait, no. I've still got stuff to say. Um, <laughs> I also... Um, no, wait, I don't have stuff to say. <laughs> uh, the next question is specific to Gunnar because he's played his wild card last week and quite often people play their wild cards and you never hear anything more about it. So, um, having played your wild card this game week, are you happy with the outcome? And is there anything you would have done differently or is there any players you wished you'd brought in with hindsight? So... I've had a look overall. I would say I am pretty happy with my wild card. Uh, if I hadn't played my wild card, so no, the, my wild card team has a net gain of plus 14 points over my team that I had pre wild card. That team, though, had Dallas included as well. I would have probably benched him. I'm not 100% sure if I even would have seen his points. Uh, so overall, I, I am happy with my wild card. I considered Vidra. Um, who I then downgraded to Keenan Davis just to like save the funds, and I put them somewhere else. Um, he scored, but I probably wouldn't have started him. Uh, I brought in... Well, so the only regret in a way that I have is maybe bringing in Castagna because Leicester, they just look really shaky defensively. And I don't know if I could have maybe got by with having someone cheaper. Uh, from the Leicester defence. Can you make a point? That's the only, the only one I thought so that like, score from your wild card was Castaia. Was like, That's a strange move. I thought maybe you were doing trying to pull a wee curveball something different. There you go. Sorry. See, the thing is, uh, he he had attacking returns in the reverse fixture. They're playing uh, West Brom, I think, now coming up. Yeah, they're playing West Brom. He had attacking returns there in the reverse fixture. So I'll probably start him uh, this game week and just hope that he gets involved there again. And then... Like the only other thing maybe is Martinez, like conceded two, still got four points. Mendy clean sheet wipeout. So I'm I'm fully expecting Martinez to hurt me, uh, week in week out. I just hope that that the guy that I have now that he can start picking up points as well. But overall, there's a question mark maybe behind Bruno because he's had a couple of blanks now in like the last six game week. I think he's blanked in in three, three weeks there. Um, but for now, I'm going to stick with him. Um, if if I go to a Chelsea midfielder, then, then like going from Bruno to 
any one of those three, the Havertz, Pulisic, Mounts, is no problem. Saves me a bit of money. Then if, if Lacazette comes in, maybe as well. No, but so that, that that's the only thing. Vidra, I wouldn't have started. Dallas, I probably wouldn't have gotten his points anyway. Castagna, we'll see how it goes this week. And then, well, Martinez, just because he's so highly owned and he just gets points after points. Nice. And what's everyone's plans for the coming game week, transfer-wise? Peter, what are you up to? So my bit, you tell me you stole this off me, fine. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, let's be honest, FPL is your domain, I'll give it to you, I'll transfer it over to you. Uh, transferring captains, my transfer is 99% going to be Sun, I think it's selling up to be the double game week, and probably the captain, it's 50-50 between Sun and Kane right now. I, I think Chelsea, Chelsea, I think Spurs about maybe trying to do their point after last week. Sun looks sharp, Kane... Kane's just Kane. I think you can't bat against him. So, if, it, if you may push me, Son's going to come in and Kane's going to be the captain. But that could change. But that's that's the plans. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's toss-up as well. Captain C, Son or Kane. Uh, I reckon Kane is going to have over like 150 effective ownership or whatnot. So, Son could be the differential captain there, but yeah, it's it's between those two. I haven't haven't really thought about it yet. I haven't read much uh, about it yet, but pretty obvious, I think. And then transfer, pretty happy with my team as well. So roll I, I might just roll, yeah. Have you told me the plans? Uh, DCL to Nacho, and I've still got my triple captain chip, so I think that's going to go on Kane. That's the plan. So you go for this week? Mm. Going for this week. You're not holding off for this double game week 35 thing, or do you go for it now? Well, I think I'm going to hold off. I've still got my free hit, so I'm going to use that in 35. All right. Well, there you go. You've got, so this, this, you've got two chips left, so one this week and one that week. Yep, that's the plan. Tom should a lot of restraint on it this year. Restraint <laughs> right to the end, down the, down the finishing line. He's going to fly through the ranks now. Yeah, anything else? Do you add your questions last week, Ed, this week? Are you quite happy? I know it was well card last week, so you were kind of... Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's it. Okay. Tom, anything else that was done with that one? No, that's us this week. That's us finished then, guys. So we've done our trap to capsules, capsules. So, wait, get plugs in, Gunnar. Yeah, you can get in touch on the Twitter at Fitball Weekly Pod. Usually do the captain, vice captain pick, the hive mind picked Lafferty captain uh, this week in FFS. Didn't really, didn't really work, but. <laughs> <laughs> once once we get through the to, to the next game week so the games are 21st of april is what i see here the midweek uh, game i believe i yeah we'll doing that is uh, again the captaincy polls i'm doing the graphics so the brackets for the cup are coming out uh tonight and the scores are already up and anything else just get in touch on the twitter excellent tom i am at ffs underscore scout on twitter um no article this week because it's a cup week um but it'll be coming out in the coming weeks um, tweet me hit me up on Twitter right uh, you follow me Fantasy Half next week we're one of your special podcasts out so either it'll be centre backs top 10 or a special one will you'll find out when it drops not releasing that now if it happens it happens if not it'll be the centre backs top 10 maybe centre backs and right backs right, not right backs centre backs and full backs top 10 but we'll see back next week anyway with that and again I'll say if you liked our podcast Give us a review of you listening to it because it gives us feedback, lets us get people out there to see what's happening. Um, we appreciate it if it's downloaded and listened the last 10 months of the season, whether it's gone. 
on the fourth game weeks left. But we'll be here for you out for the summer. We're going to be doing podcasts on the Euros. Well, the review of the season. We'll preview for next season. So there's plenty of content takes to next year. So once again, thanks guys for coming on. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you down the road. Go on, say bye-bye. Come on, the hoops. Tom. <laughs> bye-bye. Was that a reveal there, Gunnar? <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.